Welcome back to the Cinemania World podcast and a new episode of Throne Watch, the weekly series in which we recap and discuss every week's new episode of House of the Dragon. My name is Larry, and I am once again joined by my co-host for the series, Ms. Mads. Hi, Mads. Hello. How are you? I'm so good after that episode. Oh my, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Loved it. And this week we are also joined by fellow member of the Cinemania World team. He's back for another episode. He guested with me, I believe it was on episode three of the season. We're joined by Pat. Hey, Pat. Hey, how's it going? It's going all right. How are you? Doing pretty good. Well, welcome back. It's been a while since you've been on to discuss yeah. the series. So it's exciting to have you back. It's on. been quite a number of years in the show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Over a decade has passed since we've last seen you, Pat. Uh, <laughs> but here we are. We are on episode seven that literally takes place right after the previous episode. So there was no time jump in between these two. How'd you feel about that? No time jump after we just got off of a 10 episode jump, Mads. I loved it. I was so happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to see the fallout from Lena's death. So I'm glad that we got that instead of jumping another decade. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved it. Okay. How'd you feel about it, Pat? I was totally cool with it. I mean, I really enjoyed the past week kind of seeing everyone after an extended period of time but it was nice to kind of as mads was saying just seeing the aftermath of like a big event um Mm -hmm. was nice to see and obviously it led to some crazy things so it was very good how have you felt because we talked a little bit about it last week obviously because it was the big the biggest one yet how have you felt with the time jumps in the series so far I've been okay with them for the most part. I do wish we had maybe seen the direct aftermath of what happened with Kristen Cole um, during that, you know, the wedding and stuff. Um, but besides that, I I think they've been handling it pretty well. I think the actors and actresses that they've brought on have all been pretty good at carrying over the characters. So mm-hmm. I think it's been working so far. I am looking forward to eventually stabilizing at a more like consistent time period, but yeah, I think if what I'm reading is right, we have one more time jump. Uh, so next week, we're jumping ahead like six-ish years or so. And then it's smooth sailing from there on out. So episodes eight, like on, should all be just continuous, basically. So mm. this episode, we kick things off with the funeral of Lena Valerian. And one thing I really liked about this And I like in general, because it just adds to the world that you're watching and that world building, is getting to see kind of the customs of funerals, as well as weddings and other events. This is Game of Thrones, you know, but this is Westeros. We have lots of funerals. That's like our most most common (laughs) event. Um, But getting to kind of see the Valerian funeral traditions, I, I actually quite enjoyed that. But amongst all of it, I mean, these people just can't control themselves, apparently. Nobody in this damn universe can control themselves. I mean, the uncle is sitting there giving his speech. Uh, he starts throwing shade at Rhaenyra's children 
as he's giving this like send off to Lena a little bit, <laughs> Damon starts laughing in the middle of it. We have Allison and Crispin over there, you know, kind of giving mug face and their kids. Oh, it was it was a lot. Mads, how'd you feel about the Lena Valerian, the funeral part of it at the beginning? It was really cool. I like um I really liked her character, so I'm again glad we got to see her funeral. Um, I love their tradition of like the beautiful carved casket getting like sent off to sea. Um, and I thought that the emotional reactions from her whole family um, were really well done, really, really good. I wish Damon Damon hadn't laughed because I don't know. I just wish he'd chill for two seconds, but um, that was that was crazy. I liked uh just the reactions from her kids, brother, and parents, though. I thought that was really good. And that's coming from like the number one for Damon here. Oh, I love him. And I thought it was I thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was so funny, but it was like, bro, at least look like you loved her for two seconds. God damn. (laughs) (laughs) Pat, how'd you feel about the the opening funeral? I thought it was really interesting. I really liked seeing, you know, the Driftmark way of doing things. And as the Greyjoys are like, I'm like a big Greyjoy guy when it comes to like Game of Thrones. So to see this as like a much more uh, efficient and like fancy version, because like in Game of Thrones, when Balon Greyjoy was sent out to sea, you know, to for burial, they just plopped some seaweed on him and like sent him on his way. Where this, it was like way, way nicer. Um, so that was cool to see kind of a different sea culture, um, how they handle things. But yeah, Damon is Damon. Uh, every time he goes anywhere, I feel like his brother's just going to be like, you're pissing me off. You're exiled. <laughs> like, just go. <laughs> well, then all of the family drama really starts unfolding in the aftermath of the funeral, the like little reception or whatever the case might be here. We have... Uh, the kids, Rhaenyra's like trying to get her kids to go over and comfort Damon and Lena's two girls because, I mean, obviously they literally just lost their mother. Um, we see Corliss coming over and having a Linus discussion, <laughs> discussion with, <laughs> I think it was Luke Harris, um, Luke, his grandson. And he's like, bruh. Like, if I become Lord of Driftmark, that means you all are dead. I don't want that. Like, that was so sad. That was like, literally oh. so sad. And this episode really kind of showed how Corliss kind of can get narrow, like, really hyper focused. Um, and we don't see a lot of emotion out of him. We do at certain points of this episode, but um, I did <laughs> like that discussion later. We'll get to that. Then we see, oh my gosh, the two damn Targaryen children, Aemon and Aegon. (laughs) We get the moment where we learn that not only has Rhaenyra's proposal to have her son marry Alicent's daughter, uh, no, they have also betrothed Aegon to Helena, their daughter. Um, Aegon's not having it. He's like, oh God. But Aemon is like... I'll do the. I would do my duty. Um, it's a very <laughs> stern, small child, Amond, all the time. Uh, and then he goes mm-hmm. and like mean mugs Rainier's son for no damn reason. I'm like, what are you doing, kid? Uh, obviously, Lenor is very upset. He loved his sister, and he just lost her. Uh, I I thought it was like a 
a nice depressive moment of him just like standing in the ocean and looking down at it. Like, yeah. <laughs> his dad didn't like that and sends his boyfriend down to go scoop him up. Uh, but <laughs> he's like, brah, get back up here. What you doing down there? But uh, I did love that they really showed the love between Lenor and Lena, even if they, these adult actors got no time on screen together. Um, mm-hmm. But just kind of with our limited time, I thought they did a good enough job of kind of cementing the connection between those two siblings. Yeah. Pat, how did you interpret all this damn drama that took place in this whole little segment? Oh boy. Um, so, I mean, it's just clear that they have so many issues that, are eventually going to need to be resolved and sort of come to a head in this episode, kind of. But for me, I actually, strangely, at the beginning of this, I mean, last episode and the beginning of this episode, I was kind of on board with Amon. I'm like, I feel kind of bad for you. People are giving you pigs. Like, they're making fun of you. You need a dragon. Get your dragon, kid. You get that huge dragon. Show your brother that you're, like, the best. But then he started saying things. I'm like, I don't like you anymore. And so, I mean, with all of this... Um, Corliss to me um, is really just uh, embarrassed of Lenor, unfortunately. Like, I just think he's he only thinks about his family as far as the legacy. And as we learn later, like, he obviously is aware of the fact that his grandsons aren't yet by blood his grandsons. But I mean, I just I think the whole thing is just everyone having all this at a funeral is just kind of not cool. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's, everyone's grieving in their own ways and starting to make moves in their own ways. I still hate Aegon with every fiber of my being. I want him to die. <laughs> That's pretty much where I'm at with him. <laughs> all right. What about you, Mads? I'm loving, I'm loving the drama. I thought that uh, Viserys calling Allison Emma was Ooh. such a good <laughs> moment. So good. Um, and she looks mad as if like she loves him. She don't love him. It doesn't matter. He's sick and dying. Like, um, so that that was great. Um, oh, he reaches out to Damon again. Ugh. Yeah, he loves his brother, and he just—it's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad, but also like he banishes him every time he comes home. So what's he supposed yeah. to do at this point? Um. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, your your brother Damon, he might not even live to see bedtime. Like <laughs> I agree. We gotta squash oh it. You God. better hurry and be nice to that man. Look at him. He's got not not even just one foot. Half his body is in the damn grave. Like Oh my gosh. So yeah, I love I love all that. Um I I agree. I think that Allison's sons are such bitches. <laughs> They're little assholes. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this pod. Um, they're they suck. The daughter's mm-hmm. great. Um, <laughs> love her. She just loves her little bugs and her prophecies. Um, can't blame a girl. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I loved all the family drama that ensued, and then obviously it got a lot more intense. But mm-hmm. it's sad. It's sad that um they're embarrassed of Lenor, but I also feel like it's not just because he's gay. I feel like it's because he just doesn't do his duty ever. That's true. <laughs> um, he's kind of just lazy and not around. And I love him. I love his character so much. I love both the Valerian kids, but mm-hmm. mm, boys gotta be around sometimes. Like, 
I think that's more because they they've known his tr- they've known his truth his whole life, yeah. and I feel like they're just like if he's gonna if he's gonna fake it he needs to like fake it well and he's not doing a good job, um, and he's not being there for the family, uh, so I think that's where a lot of their frustration comes out of. But it also is sad. It's an interesting thing. So this episode, I thought it was really interesting. I guess let's just divert into the the Valerians and their mindset right now. Mm-hmm. So a big question people had was answering why Corliss specifically would be okay knowing that these are not his grandkids and not feel slighted, you know, because there, there's many ways that he could have taken this, seeing these mm-hmm. two kids that he clearly knows are not his grandkids. And... I actually liked the answer of they they won't remember blood, but they will mm-hmm. remember names. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was just a really interesting kind of insight when it came to him and why he doesn't care, really. Yeah. Like, yeah, it probably bugs him a little bit down, deep down inside, uh, like it did with Rainey's we saw a little bit more. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're, they're his grandkids, because their name is Valerian and that's it, period. And that's how he's going to stand. And then Rainey's, I think in this moment, was really just hurting. Like, I don't think she really faults her son or anything. I think she was just hurting for her daughter. Um, What she suggested, I'm glad Corliss didn't really entertain it, uh, because that would have been uh, quite the display to name the, yeah. the kids the heirs of Driftmark and just ignoring the others. It would have just completely infueled it. I mean, it would have been a disaster. So I was like, oh no, Rainey's girl, I love you, girl, but this suggestion <laughs> is not it. Do not listen to what she just said for you to do, please. I understand why I, she's in her feeling. Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, I feel really bad for them right now, particularly where they're at by the end of the episode. Uh, in their minds, they've lost both of their children and they're amongst this, you know, paternity battle <laughs> with the Targaryens. <laughs> Basically, what Rainey's was scared was going to happen happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I imagine it might cause a little bit more strife between her and Corley's because I mean she's she's been like kind of pressing it for several episodes now and it's all come to head yeah. uh, I guess I d- oh, yeah, sorry, how'd sorry. you feel no how'd you feel Mads no I just I'm really liking seeing obviously like the greens and the blacks are really starting to form but I loved seeing the bond form between um sorry like Damon and Lena's kids and mm. Rhaenyra and yeah. uh, Lenore's kids like seeing them defending each other and holding each other's hands and like they've never really known each other and now they're about to know each other very well um, but siblings <laughs> yeah but it, it's very sweet like you can tell that they do love each other they were defending each other and like it was cool seeing the little team up that happened wow How'd you feel about the whole, the Valerian family specific stuff, Pat? I mean, I think Corliss kind of needed to be called out a little bit, which mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did. Because, um, I mean, he is very, like we are saying, Larry, he's very tunnel vision when he wants something. We saw that in yeah. as early as like the first or second episode when he 
so he took such offense and then pretty much went and started a war that he didn't get approved for. Um, so I think he needed that. I think he needed to kind of get put in his place that it wasn't her dream anymore. It's like she said, it hadn't been her dream mm-hmm. in like a generation. And he keeps harping on about, you know, even just like subtly, like he wants the power. He wants the name to be, you know, remembered throughout history. Um, so I thought that was all really interesting with him and her as well. Like uh, the Valerians in general, I think are fascinating. And I think Lenor, how this episode ended for him, I just want the best for him to go off and live, you know, far away <laughs> from all these people. <laughs> Lord. Well, we see Otto Hightower's back as Hand of the King. Mm-hmm. Whoopee. Hate that man. Uh, that's <laughs> the thing. Too. He was like showboating that damn hand pin during the funeral yeah. while that. Ugh. I was right? like, what is he doing? Like, why Ugh. is he doing that? Oh, God. Like, uh, yeah. So he's back. He's back in Allison's ear, as per usual. We see he does not care about them, his grandkids at all. I mean, I've listen. <laughs> Uh, at this time, I low key. Well, I mean, Tywin did let Joffrey grow up to be the monster he was, but I'm like, we need mm-hmm. a, a Tywin to somebody needs to smack these kids around. Her kids are so <laughs> poorly yeah. behaved. I'm yeah. like, Allison, do you not watch your kids at all? Like, they are demons. Obviously, Viserys, we see he don't care about nothing. He's just, no. I don't know. At this point in his life, he's just trying to live. Like, he's literally fighting. every breath is a battle for him he cannot <laughs> he cannot fight anymore <laughs> that man uh, he just wants to still be alive uh, but these kids are behaving terribly Otto is throwing Aegon around and <laughs> it's a damn mess so they put them to bed we see the freaking Lil Amund sneak out in the night. He's been hearing a dragon's murmurs. And mm. I felt I was feeling sad because I'm like, oh man, Vagar is like sad. Like this was like sad dragon. She yeah. felt like she was sending off her rider and she was, you know, mourning. This little boy gets brave. Uh, even though just last episode he got brave and almost got himself torched. He runs over and decides he's going to claim Vagar, the biggest, most fierce dragon in all of Westeros. At first, Vagar wasn't having it, but then, I don't know, uh, that little dragon click happens, and Homie climbs on board and goes for a joyride. Almost falls off, almost <laughs> dies. Uh, Lena's kids spot this mess out the window and are like oh hell no like somebody just stole Vagar like what no 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 that is our mom's dragon we literally just put her in the damn ocean what is going on so as Matt's kind of alluded to in their connection who do they run to they run to their cousins they run to the other Valerian kids uh, from Rainier. It was Rainer. so sweet. They waking oh. like, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, with Rainier, they're like, please, somebody just stole Vagar. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> so all four of them, the four little Valerians, hop up and head down. We see Vagar just uh, so massive. Like that's one thing I love is how they're depicting just the weight of her. Like even mm. when she's flying, you just feel this immense size and it's like a jet (laughs) um as she's going and then when she lands it's just like oh my god (laughs) she's huge (laughs) um so amond to this point even though he just claimed vagar like pat said he hasn't really done 
anything terrible uh, until <laughs> he is greeted by his nephews and what are they to him? Second cousins, the girls, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and she's basically like, bruh, like I was, I was going to claim Vagar. Like that's my mom's dragon. He's like, well, you should just go claim a pig. Cause that's what suits you. And I was like, bruh, she didn't do anything to you. Like what has this little girl done to you for you to be talking to her like that? And so he like attacks that little girl. He like throws her into the wall, gets himself punched by her sister and then punches her down to the ground. All four of these little kids decide to gang up on Aegon or Amond, who's calling them bastards. He's been insulting these little kids. I was like, bruh, nah, beat him up. I agree. He needs to be beaten the hell up. What is wrong with this boy? <laughs> and then he gets a chokehold on the younger brother gets a rock and is about to bash his head mm, in. I was so scared. Uh, mm -hmm. When thankfully Jace <laughs> pulls out the <laughs> knife and slices that ass and he loses his eye. So of course we get we get that. The prophecy our girl Helena she is a seer I believe at least because she, she oh, gave us that prophecy yeah, last that week. Just clicked. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. So as she was playing <laughs> yeah. with the centipede, she was talking about one eye. Yes, and when yes. Alicent oh was talking god. to him, she's like, You'll get a dragon one day. And they cut back to Helena, who's like, Oh, he'll have to lose an eye yes. to play oh the dragon god. or whatever. And I was like, Oh, well, now he's lost his eye. Okay. So before we move to the, the ensuing scene that takes place after that. Pat, how are you feeling about little Amond claiming <sighs> Vagar and then the confrontation between those Valerian cousins and I, him when he returned? I was completely on board when he took her, took her to be honest. I was like, okay, like I'm proud of you. You're going to go kick your brother's ass. I think it's I think it's just cuz I hate um <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, just go like show him that, that like you're the better dragon now. Because after what happened with the pig, I was like, oh, I feel bad for this kid. But the second he landed, and he had like his whole how to train your dragon flight, it was pretty like magical. I was happy for him. He landed, and then once he started say, once he started talking, I was like, oh, I don't like you. Like this isn't <laughs> what I wanted. And and uh, what I think it is is he's always been kind of a bad kid, you know. But he's been like under under Aegon who's probably worse and has more you know power but now he gets a taste of like I have this huge dragon now so now my real self comes out I'm not a, I'm not going to be victimized anymore by my brothers so now he's just awful um and that kind of made me sad but the actual confrontation was so intense I hate seeing kids fight I especially hate seeing kids fight when they start picking up rocks pulling out knives and I'm just like terrified about what's about to happen then when he got cut i thought he was gonna die i was like his kid is dead and then i'm like oh no he lost oh, that's still pretty bad. <laughs> but it was it was very well handled super scary super intense i and it completely i am not on team amond anymore no <laughs> mm. how'd you feel mad i honestly i think um Aegon does not seem like a threat to me. He does not want the throne. He doesn't seem power hungry at all. Aemond is scary. Like, yeah. that kid is scary. And I think the little actor is such a cutie. And he was like, I don't want people to hate me, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh. he's so cute. And, like, he's really good at his role. And him being scary means he's a good actor. Yeah. Yep. Um, But that kid is 
like Aemond wants power and you can tell and like Aegon just seems like he kind of wants to I feel like when he's older he's gonna just kind of drink and sleep with a bunch of women and be yeah. like that type of royal whereas Aemond wants control and he mm-hmm. scares me I didn't like the scene with Vagar because like I knew it was coming but I felt so bad that little girl has been waiting for her egg to hatch her whole life and her mother died and she finally is going to have a dragon that's like her birthright. And this little blonde bitch <laughs> pulls up and steals it in the dead of night while she's and when he rolled up and he's like, it's me. You should have claimed it if you were going to claim it. Like her mom just died. Yeah. <laughs> You're evil. I just. Mm-mm. The he's way evil. he was talking. I know. I was like, bro, literally you just came from their funeral. Like the way he was talking to them. I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Just buried, not buried, but like sent their mom away because she's dead. Like, ugh, if only so it was your mom. Uh, but no, we're <laughs> with her. Um, no, I, I also really love, I mean, I love all of his scores, but I don't know if I loved it because of who was on the dragon, but I was like, oh, we're doing like a dark Daenerys yeah. theme. Like they, yeah, they yep. used the Daenerys theme or one of her themes. She has many in the show, but, and he just kind of made it more sad sounding and like darker and inflected it. I was like, oh, okay. Um, but, ugh. all right. Then we get to the big moment of the episode this big council when Amond <laughs> is brought before his mom and she's in there and his eye is gone. They stitched it up. So he's all right, <sighs> but the eye is gone. We see the other kids are like, he attacked us and he was trying to like kill my little brother. So like I had to do something. <laughs> He was bullying us. The girls are like, he stole Vagar. <laughs> so all the kids, you know, kids are out there trying to defend their little selves while Allison is just losing her damn mind, slowly like slipping into like crazy mom mode. Rhaenyra comes running in. The Valerians come running down. They're all like, what the hell is going on in the middle of the night in this damn castle? <laughs> so Alicent proposes that since her son is now without an eye and quote unquote mutilated for life, that a simple amicable understanding is not enough. And she wants the eye from one of Rhaenyra's children. Obviously Viserys is like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, no, we're not going to take an eye from one of the kids. Like, you know, it, at the end of the day, they're all kids that got into a fight and it happened. And now we have to just move on. Like, there's really nothing to be done about it. And that's his own son. Crispin, good old Crispin Cole in the damn background, <laughs> is like egging it all on, saying all the most outrageous-ish and like listens to Alicent even over the king. And I'm like, I understand you're her sworn mm. protector, but you're a man of the king's guard. When the king tells your ass, no, what are you doing, Kristen Cole? Like, mm-hmm. see, this is why I'm like, his ass needed to be expelled from the order. <laughs> he does not listen at all for anything. But he's mm. like, yes, you know what? Okay, I'll come and bring you a children's a kid's eyeball. All excited over it. And then... They Rainier is like, no, this all started because your son called my kids bastards and brought their claim and their rightfulness into question, which is the highest form of treason. 
Viserys, as we learned last episode, does not like that. Um, does not like people questioning the parentage of those boys. So he's like, all right, no, all right, we need to question. And so Aemon protects his mama and says it's his big his big old brother, Aegon, who told them, which it might have been, I mean, but I'm pretty sure Allison told them both and Mm-hmm. is the reason it's being peddled anyway because she was looking shook she was nervous she when, was scared you know, yeah <laughs> she was kidding because yeah. she already knows viserys didn't told her to cut that out um yeah. <laughs> but but he protects her and says his older brother uh and his older brother is just like dude <laughs> we all know everybody has eyeballs dad and so <laughs> viserys is like you know what that's it if anyone else questions the who the father is i will cut their tongue out of their mouth i don't want to hear it ever again and also we're not taking anybody's children's eyes out of their skull thank you very much everybody go to bed not good enough for allison homegirl grabs the damn valerian (sighs) dagger and charges after the children (laughs) she's obviously stopped by rhaenyra Oh, and I, I do love their little exchange. So Allison is just mm-hmm. like, you think now you think you can just take my kid's eye and get away with it and flaunt in front of everyone like you do everything else. And Rainier is just like, yeah, you had them all fooled. I'm glad to see the veil being pulled back so everybody can see you as you really are. So good. And Allison, you know, slices Rainier's arm open, uh, which is kind of the, the wake up call of like, oh, shit. Uh, let me chill out. And then Eamon is like, oh, it's a good compromise. I'm, I lost an eye, but I got the biggest dragon in the world. So I guess it is what it is. How'd you feel about that scene, Mads? I'm muted. I was all talking and shit. Um, <laughs> I loved that scene. It was really cool to see Allison slip um, because I hate her. Um, and I thought that Rhaenyra's little like now they see who you are was so perfect um I just think that it's really insane that Mr. Cole like you said like was listening to the queen over the king like the like Allison has the most audacity I feel like I've ever seen from a like a a queen while the king is ruling like obviously Cersei was batshit crazy but um she just doesn't listen to him and does not take his word as like final and that makes him look so weak in front of the court um and it's it's bad it's looking bad for for them but i'm glad could you imagine you just brought her up and the the comparison's been made obviously quite a bit with Mm -hmm. cersei especially season one Mm. could you imagine robert baratheon sitting there while Cersei ran amok like this? No. Nope. No. And like, Robert wasn't the best king in the world, but no. he, and this is not a good thing and I do like Robert yeah. and this is sad, but he'd probably like hit her in front of everyone. Like, 100%. Yeah. Like, she, he, he would not be having that. And she's consistently going against what the king says and I get it. The king totally, like, obviously favors Rhaenyra. Um, But I don't know. It also, this scene kind of bothered me because, like you said, it boiled down to being about their parentage. 
when the fight was happening in defense of the Valerian girls, um, or I guess tar- they're Targaryen girls, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I I wished that they would just ask like four versus one. All the kids had the same story except one. I feel like they could have saved that whole parentage talk if they'd just been like, yeah, he stole her fucking dragon and attacked her. But kids are stupid. And (laughs) Allison was trying to punish without hearing. It's just crazy that she was even trying to, like, come up with a punishment without it being sorted out in the first place, you know? Mm-hmm. It does have shades of that, though, a little bit of, you know, the Joffrey versus Arya scene in episode yeah. season one. Mm, uh, it does. You're where oh, Cersei and she wanted to kill and gets the direwolf <gasps> killed. Yes, you're so right. And Cersei does demand it when yep. he doesn't want to do it. I just feel like that felt so different than Alicent doing this like yeah. every episode. Here's but you, Cersei wouldn't have pulled out a sword and lunged. No. No. <laughs> no, but you are so right, and I totally did forget that that happened. And it would have been a different story if we were talking like this. Like, you know, we love the dire wolves, but killing off a dire wolf is different than if she had said, oh, time to chop out Arya's eye. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. Here, I guess, Sansa, let's, let's chop the eye. Robert would have also never went for that. And then, no, I mean, yeah. if you know, but yeah, how'd, <laughs> how'd you feel, Pat? <laughs> I mean, I definitely think it was extreme. Um, I think to the situation, it's like part of me kind of could see, obviously, as like as from a mother's perspective of Allison, like being upset that her son just lost his eye. Like, that's pretty extreme. It's not yeah. a Cersei situation of like, oh, my son just got mauled by that beast and he like barely got, you know, anything. Um, <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, I get being upset. I don't get I'm going to scoop out your kid's eye in retaliation. Um, Obviously, it's based on decades of brewing resentment for, you know, that whole side of the family. Um, But I just think Allison continues to show so much disrespect. And it just stems from Otto and her just seeing themselves as the actual rulers, the actual brains, the actual like authority figures behind a continuously sick and getting worse um, Viserys. So watching him, you know, I I say that I said it last time I was on here. I say it every week to my wife, but Viserys, um, watching him struggle with all these people, and he's just trying to do his best, and all these people just he's in the middle of a tornado of people, constantly bringing awful shit to him that he has to deal with and he doesn't want to deal with it he's sick and he probably shouldn't be dealing with it um it's just sad it's sad to watch i feel bad for him and allison continuing to get more and more of a chokehold over the situation is rough to watch i'm glad she wasn't able to go through with it she wasn't able to convince him I'm nervous, obviously, and as someone who hasn't read Fire and Blood and doesn't know what's coming, I'm very nervous for the moment Viserys dies, because I feel like Alicent will make a move immediately, because she's already making moves while he's alive. I can't imagine what she's doing when he's dead. Yeah, I feel like that's one thing the show has really done well recently, is like... 
we all know Viserys is not the best king because I yeah. that's part of me in this is I like uh, like this episode and last episode there was moments where I just get so frustrated because I'm like damn it Viserys like you are the yeah. king <laughs> <laughs> there's something you can do directly you're the only person who could do this but he doesn't um but he's still like you see him as a good person and like trying to do his best but the show has done such a good job of kind of making you just so scared for that moment you're also yep. like begging him to keep holding on for life <laughs> that's <laughs> true no the pandemonium is just waiting because as soon as he dies you could just feel the chaos ensuing <laughs> every time skip i'm nervous he's dead <laughs> god and now he, we've got to wait what six more years that man yeah, I please. Saw tonight, i don't know um but <laughs> praying before our eyes <laughs> like oh my god Meanwhile, though, where did Miss Rhaenyra come from? She came from the damn beach because she's like, all right, your, your wife is gone. Let me go ahead and actually make a move while we're here. I was like, girl, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Damon, your wife has just been put to the grave today, Rhaenyra. <laughs> um <laughs> But she at first is once again taking control because that's kind of what she likes to do with Damon. She's like, you left me here to fight my, by myself amongst all of these treacherous people. Like, you left me to high and dry amongst the madness. And obviously their little uh, thing rekindles and they get down to business right there on the beach outside. <laughs> I was they kept doing this long shots and I was like oh my god who is seeing who is watching I thought because this is before he gets the dragon I thought yeah. him running on the beach was him about to find them and I thought they were about to have to pull a um Cersei. Lannister yeah moment and kill the kid for seeing <laughs> what they've done I was fully expecting that oh my gosh could you imagine could you imagine the shake up in the fandom if you know I most wish. of us I feel like our team black. Uh yeah, if yeah, we have to be yeah, team black and reconcile <laughs> with the fact that they just pulled the Lannisters and killed a child to keep their secret. Oop. Uh, <laughs> that would have made us be like, oh shit, okay. Uh <laughs> no, but they come strolling in, then they start plotting later in the episode. We get this moment actually, because Lenor just never shows up. He is off who knows where, but he never shows up through the entire skirmish that goes down amongst the children and then the aftermath and his, you know, his birth his kids by right and name are like being threatened to being maimed right there by adults. Um and he's nowhere to be found. We don't know where Lenar is. We can assume he's with homeboy somewhere or he's passed <laughs> out drunk. We don't know. But he has a discussion with Rhaenyra. And it's actually a really nice moment between the two of them and mm -hmm. when she reassures him like because he kind of has that moment of i wish i wasn't born gay basically so that i could just be who i'm meant to be um and she's like no i love you as you are you're a great person um and he makes a choice though he says like okay i have to recommit myself to the family i'm gonna send my boyfriend away he's gonna go fight on step zones and I have to help you fight this claim that's been going down here. But after that discussion, Rhaenyra has a different discussion with Daemon in which she's like, you know what? I actually want to be married to you again. 
let's revisit that idea. And he's like, uh, but you're married, girl. <laughs> uh, Lainor's there. So that is kind of a hurdle. And she's like, uh, I know. But Damon's the one who starts spinning this idea. He goes to the boyfriend and bribes him. He's like, look, you can go wherever you want and be free across the narrow seas. Um, so here's gold to do a quick murder. That boy goes to murder Lenar. They have a little fight. And they get a body out of the fire. Obviously, the Valerians are distraught and like, what the hell? Before it cuts to Lenar getting on that ship and they are sailing over the sea. Now, when I said there was a big change, that was the big change. Because in the book, Lenar just dies. <laughs> I am oh, really? so glad. I am so glad that they'd made that change because I it would have been hard for me. I love Rhaenyra. It would have been hard for me for that one. But she loved her cousin. And this, this makes sense for her character, I feel like. So that I'm very glad question. that they did that. Is this a full conspiracy? Or do we think only the boyfriend took the money from Damon and then turned around and was like, yo, Lenor. No, no. <laughs> I watched, they were all in on it. I watched the After the oh, Thrones okay. and okay. they were like, Rhaenyra wanted him to be happy and be free. So yeah. it was Rhaenyra's choice. Okay. And Damon's choice. Because the guy in the fire was the guy Damon killed, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, That's yeah. why Damon killed someone. Yeah. Yep. Just killed that poor random man. <laughs> yeah, but poor guy. I mean, let's be clear. Uh, somebody still died. Somebody yeah. was still murdered for no damn cares. Okay, so I didn't watch the after credit, so I didn't really, I didn't know that, because I was a little bit like, hmm, do I think it was a full coup, or do I think it was just the boyfriend backstabbing Damon and being like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go. Um, <laughs> but I am happy with that change, because I never liked... I never liked that in the books that Lenor gets like killed. He doesn't get killed, obviously, in his dad's own castle in the book, but uh, he just gets killed by his like scorned lover. And I was like, oh. "What?" And they speculate like, "Did Damon?" So I like the I like that they're doing this type of thing because the speculation. Yeah. Did, did, did Damon do it so that he could marry Rhaenyra? Well, and it makes sense because um, in the. If the book is like a history book, yeah. the history would go down that he was killed by a scorned lover and people thought that Damon might have something to do with it. And that is what they show in the show. So technically True. it's not a change. Yeah. We're just seeing like the behind the scenes of it. Yeah. And that's what I really like. And I think that's why I've enjoyed the idea of adapting this mm -hmm. like historic retelling is because you get to fill in those gaps. And yeah. Yeah. Thing. Um, but yeah. Are we all happy that Lenar lives? <laughs> Yes, so Very happy. Up. So, so happy. I do feel really bad for his parents. Yes, they've had a rough too. weekend. I oh. feel really bad for them because they think they just lost their son. After um, losing their daughter. Ooh, and Rainey's, I mean, again, I, I feel like that resentment right now is strong toward her husband because she directly warned him of this one. Mm -hmm. um, and you saw her like push him off when he's trying to like comfort her. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, don't touch me right now. Um, yeah. I feel really bad for them, but I'm happy for Lenor in the long run because obviously, I mean, that discussion they had, I think really cemented it of like, he's going to give up his happiness to yeah. try and do what's yeah. best 
by me right now. And it does, well, at least in her eyes right now, it strengthens her position to marry Daemon, who is a Targaryen and who she does actually love. Yes. Probably will be able to, you know, get some real children uh, with blonde, <laughs> and blonde hair. Um, I won't go any further down that thought and all that line of what's to come after their marriage and, you know, the, the, the repercussions of their marriage. How do we feel Viserys is going to handle this marriage that just took place, the shotgun wedding? Either way. Um, I don't think he's going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> he's gotta be pissed <laughs> but i'm happy so does it really matter what he thinks <laughs> yeah he's barely gonna be around to like suffer yeah. through it, so. he's gonna call them like the wrong names and then go to bed it's fine <laughs> he's gonna banish banish damon and that'll be yeah. it. You can banish one more time uh. it's just like you can tell they really do love each other and like the fact that she said she felt abandoned by Damon was so sad. Like, she really, I don't know, she loves that man. And so I was, this, the wedding scene was so happy and loving. And I don't know. I don't care what Viserys thinks. I don't care if they're related. It was cute. <laughs> oh, and you know, now Otto is going to go into overtime scheming. Because he already yeah. Damon, uh, And he obviously is already anti-Rhaenyra at this point for his daughter, quote, quote. Oh, that conversation too. I was so, I actually was ready to like agree with Otto because I was hoping he was going to scold Alicent. <laughs> and I wanted to see it so bad. And then he flips the script. It's like, oh, now I know you're in it to win it, girl. And I was like, oh, I'm my proud God. of you. Kill him. Somebody kill him. <laughs> Just kill him. <laughs> then Lara Strong over there talking about, oh, do you need one of their eyes? Dude, Can that guy, he's a he's devoted so man. He, he's in love. He's a man in love. Listen, if Allison, <laughs> uh, I was like, at least she didn't say yes. At least she <laughs> she explicitly was like, that won't be needed. No. Yeah, you don't uh, need to burn a castle down. No, thank you. You already did that bullish once. Um, God. See, that would have, she would have been in such a, like, there would have been no redemption. She's already, I feel like people don't like her. Allison, obviously. Right. Clearly to me for obvious reasons. But if she had like ordered him to go snatch one of them children's eyes or actually succeeded herself, no, there's no defense of Alicent any longer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I love all of Damon's advice to Rhaenyra though. Uh when they're talking on like when they're making that scheme. He he's just so chaotic in his energy that I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. part of me is like he does bring out some of her, like some worse impulses they say yeah. that in the after the thrones too they're like it's a it's a dangerous yes. um attraction between them because they are both like made of the same stuff and, so, and they're crazy so like them being together it's like brings out their worst <laughs> impulses because she still i think is talking about ruling a little bit more sanely um yeah ruling well and he he's like now nah, you have to at least bring out some of the tyrant like if you want to be a ruler he's kind of right a little yeah, bit the of odds are stacked against him more and more yeah. like I, I didn't even think about like i was so happy for aemon when he was riding the dragon i didn't even think like oh yeah now they have <laughs> the <laughs> biggest dragon on <laughs> like, their side yeah. <laughs> like that's bad that's a nuke the, the targs are fuck well okay sorry they're yes. all Targs. Um, 
the yeah, black we'll count them as the ones the truth side. Are. Yeah, <laughs> half high tower. Um, I'm also like, huh? They didn't. I'm presuming those were the other two kids' dragons, right? Flying at the when they were flying back. They were yes. I'm like, wow, we didn't really get an intro. I think they showed Sunfire when they showed all of the dragons briefly, like on the Mm -hmm. hillside, that bright yellow one, that goldish one. I was like, I'm pretty sure that that's supposed to be Sunfire, but we still haven't gotten like a proper introduction to him or Helena's dragon. So I'm like, oh, okay. They're just flying around. We don't get to like meet them for real. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can I meet the dragons, please? And thank you. Uh, (laughs) I mean, we kind of have met Helena's dragon. She's she's the one, uh, supposedly, she's the one who almost torched Amon's little ass. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. But yeah, so it was a wild episode. It definitely, it left us at a place where I, I mean, yes, the marriage. I guess that's the part where I'm like, I, see, they keep doing these big things that you know are going to have repercussions. And then cutting away for a, a big multi-year time gap. Because you know the fallout between Damon and Rhaenyra getting married. <laughs> I want to see it. And we're skipping time. We're skipping years in the yeah, story again. And I'm like, I don't know. That's where my frustration. I know we definitely talked about it last episode. That 10 year I thought was a little bit too much. Yeah. And... It also came at a bad time because even to this day, people are like, you know, Kristen and he wouldn't because a lot of people are giving explanation to why Kristen wouldn't have been. But I'm like, yo, I still need to see the Valarians pissed at what the hell he yeah. did. Like yeah. and pushing Allison. Like Allison should have been under so much pressure defending uh, Kristen, but we didn't get to see any of it. And now I know the pressure is going to be on. Ooh, I know Viserys. And that's going to create tension with he and Rhaenyra, who he's been clearly like Team Rhaenyra this whole time. Uh, once he goes, once she marries Damon, that's going to cause a little bit of division, I think, in Viserys being like full on Team Rhaenyra. Yeah. But we're not, uh, well, I mean, I guess we still will, presuming he's not dead. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> six years Viserys is a long time for him. Alive and kicking <laughs> six years from now. <laughs> I can't imagine. He can't be alive. Lord. But did y'all have any final thoughts on episode seven? We'll start with you, Pat. Uh, It was a great episode, I thought. Super intense. I liked getting to spend a lot more time with the kids because if we are jumping six years, then I imagine they're going to be more involved um, in the actual struggles of the adults. So, Um, yeah, it's really just the whole episode continues to fill me with a sense of dread. Mm-hmm. Um, towards what's to come because the tension between everyone just keeps piling up and I'm so scared about what's going to happen when Viserys goes. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, I'm terrified. I I never ever thought that I would love a character as much as I love Daenerys. And Rhaenyra is the love of my life. <laughs> and every day I live in fear. And I... I want Allison to die. I want her bloodline to die. And I don't want to know what happens next. I'm scared. And I love the <laughs> wedding. I loved this episode today. I thought it was so good. We got a happy ending for our gay character. We got a happy ending for our 
nephew, niece, I mean, niece, <laughs> niece, uncle characters. Um, and I'm terrified of what comes next. It was too good for me. I won too many times today, so can't be good for long. <laughs> so you're not team green, I assume? No, yeah. never. We, we took an unfortunate L tonight. So you didn't win all the way. Vagar was the L for us tonight. but That was an L, yeah. That's I true. do wonder. I guess part of me is like, I wonder why she accepted him. I don't know. I guess we, you know, it's part of the mystery of dragons, I suppose. But you're like, why yeah. did she accept him? This little bastard. Flame <laughs> his ass and let us all live peacefully. Girl, Vagar, mm-hmm. you could have solved all of our problems tonight, girl. And you failed us. I'll blame the grief. <laughs> I'll blame the grief. But oh. Nanny, I'm mad. I'm mad at you, Nana. Time, go take a nap, girl. Um, but, <laughs> all right. Well, that was our review and discussion for The House of the Dragon, Season 1, Episode 7. Thank you all so much for listening. Hopefully, you're enjoying these uh, throne watches and you'll be back for Episode 8, our final time jump next week. Pat, thank you for coming on and talking with us tonight. Do you want to let Thanks people know where me. they can find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at this Pat guy, and I also recently started a YouTube channel uh, titled Agamotto uh, after the Doctor Strange character, um, which has a couple of videos. But I'm just uh, starting out, but going to be uploading more soon. So if you want to follow me there, I talk about movies, shows, different things. All right, and Matt, you can find me at Mads Fairchild on Twitter, and my new podcast starts tomorrow. Actually. Um, it is a Batman podcast that I'm doing with my friend Raina at Batshit Pod on Twitter. So you can find us there. First episode is on Batman 89. So we're super excited. Hell yes. Yeah. Get some prints up in here. <laughs> yes, there is. <laughs> Perfect. And of course, you can follow the podcast at Cinemania World over on Twitter and on Instagram. And you can follow me at ChiliBoyYT on Twitter and ChiliBoyProductions over on Instagram and on YouTube, where I'm doing reactions to every episode. Thank you all once again for joining us tonight or morning. I don't know when you'll be listening, but whenever (laughs) it is, thanks for coming along and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.